You are listening to Fun with Dick and Jack. But it's, 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 it's easy to, to, to talk about it. It's easy to sum it up when you just talk about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. Little roller up along first, behind the bag. You know why I'm here. You know why I'm here. How do you pay, man? If you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Great cash, homie. This is Fun with Dick and Jack. I am Chris Blake here with my friend Jack Rieger after a long break. Jack, how was your Christmas and New Year? Oh man, my Christmas my Christmas break was good. My New Year was good. Uh, I started out my break. I went to Florida uh, to visit my grandparents for 10 days. Florida? I did old people stuff. Uh, ate a lot of olives and a lot of crackers. Nice, nice. Uh, did a lot of golfing. Cheese and wine, the whole deal. Oh, yeah. I got wined and dined by my grandparents. Gotta love it. Not in a weird way. <laughs> uh, went to a lot of parties that went from like 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Were you able to drink Grey Goose? Yeah. You know what's funny is I kind of realized my grandma drinks a lot of alcohol. <laughs> oh. Straight, like, um, and not just, like, wine. She, like, drinks, like, I didn't even realize a martini is just vodka in a cup. That's all a martini, and maybe an olive or two. Yeah. Which is kind of incredible. I'm like, Grandma, you might want to slow down. <laughs> She's just putting it away, so it yeah, was my, a good break. My grandma definitely likes her Chardonnay. Okay. So, uh, what did you think of the whole bowl season of college football? Were you a fan? Um, yeah, but I, you know, I've never been a big like bowl person, as in uh, the little bowls. I do like, um, I like the playoff a lot. I thought bowl season was kind of underwhelming this year. There wasn't really like a marquee bowl game that was exciting. Very much so. Um, TCU Oregon was exciting. That that's right. That was a great game. Uh, yeah, I lost my bet on that and lost. Well, could have won a hundred bucks, but lost. 40 instead. Oh, so you had uh I had Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Yeah, those bums. That's tough. Yep, it happens. Yeah, but uh the, and the semifinals were kind of interesting because they put them on New Year's Eve, right? Yeah, they put them on New Year's Eve. Yep. The ratings were way down. The games weren't very good. Uh so not a great bowl. So what do you think? Um yeah, overall, you used a good word, overwhelming, underwhelming. There you go. You switched it up on that. I like that yeah, word. Sorry about that. I know. Underwhelming. Very underwhelming. I've been doing some writing. <laughs> uh, but national championship, I didn't get to watch it, but got to see all the highlights. Uh, very interesting game. Clemson showed up. Yeah. I uh, I actually had some money on that guy. Clemson plus seven. Not to brag. Uh, I was watching it at a bar, uh, born and raised in Vegas on Eastern. Okay. It's not like a local's bar. And... Uh, I, a lot of probably 80% of the bar had Clemson plus seven. So, with 30 seconds to go, Clemson scores a meaningless touchdown, and the bar goes absolutely apeshit. I mean, everyone is high fiving, you know, everyone's got the backdoor cover. So, it was kind of cool. Only in kind Vegas. A, only in Vegas. Yep. Kind of a cool Vegas moment. So, you have 10 seconds to go ahead and brag about your Green Bay Packers beating hey. the Washington Redskins. That's right. I wish we could have done one for that game. That's an, uh, that's an awesome. I'll say this. Packers were down eleven nothing. I kind of thought the season was over, and uh, the offense clicked for the first time in three months. Aaron Rodgers did some smiling. 
But yeah. but uh, to the Redskins' credit, they have a bright future. You got Kirk we Cousins, do. who seems like he's uh, a potentially really good quarterback. Yep. Jay Gruden's a nice coach. You're getting rid of RG three. Things are looking up in Washington for the uh, Native American football team. Yes, sir. So. But it's good to be back in the studio, Jack. I missed you, buddy. I know. It's, it's, I missed you too. It's great to be back. We're like Marshawn Lynch. We're back, baby. We're back. All right, so let's get into it. This weekend's game, starting tomorrow. We're actually recording today on a Friday, so the eve before the divisional round. We got first matchup, Kansas City going into New England. New England is minus four and a half. Jack, tell me how you feel about that That's game. That's right. First off, best weekend in, in, NFL, in the NFL season. I agree. The best weekend. It's all great teams, really, really good teams. So New England's minus four at home against Kansas City. I really like New England. I know the Chiefs have won 11 in a row. I know they've given up 11.6 points per game during that stretch. They have a great defense. Uh, but this is the Patriots we're talking about. These are still the Patriots. Uh, you know, the reigning champs of the football world. Um, Tom Brady's 20—here's some stats for you. Tom Brady, 21-8 and all-time in the playoffs. That is mm-hmm. unbelievable. 14-3 and at home in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, you got Edelman's back. Um, Gronkowski's a little banged up. I'm not that worried about it. I think he'll still play. He'll be I, all right. I like the Patriots a lot. I think the playoffs come down to who's your quarterback and who's your coach. And and Patriots have obvious advantages in both those departments. Definitely. By the way, Macklin is questionable for the game, yep. too. So if he plays, they said he'll have a limited role. He's really the guy that stretches the field for the Chiefs. And here's an interesting stat about the Chiefs. the 11 They've won 11 in a row. The 11 po- opponents Kansas City has beat this in these last 11 games have combined for a 76-100 and 100 record. Yep. Not a great record, you know. A um, couple of nice wins in there, but I think the Patriots end up winning 23-17 in a close game okay. and cover the spread. Okay. Well, uh, that's definitely – the Patriots are a lock for me this week. They're my lock of this the week. This is your lock. This is my lock. Okay. Um, you mentioned their opponent's record. I'm going to go ahead. I wrote down the pl- the teams that they played during this 11-game win streak. So they played Pittsburgh without with Landry Jones, without Big Ben. Okay. Then they beat Detroit. They beat the Broncos with Osweiler. San Diego, Buffalo, Oakland. They beat San Diego again. Baltimore. They barely beat Cleveland and Oakland the last two weeks. And then they blew out Houston last week, of course, in the first round of playoffs, which Houston was the worst team in the playoffs. Yeah. So I, 11 wins is impressive, yes, but I'm not buying into it. You mentioned Tom Brady, his record. 21 postseason wins. Nine AFC title game appearances. That is just as much as Peyton Manning's one and done in the playoffs. Nine. Wow. Yeah. Uh, six Super Bowl appearances. Uh, those are all NFL coach QB records. And, of course, they've got four rings. Um, but, yeah, like you said, people have been focusing on Gronk and Edelman, all these guys banged up. Brady apparently hurt his ankle last week of the season before the bye. But the Chiefs have Jeremy Macklin, Justin Houston, Tamba Ali, and Spencer Ware all questionable. So I see this game being a route, man. I see, I'm going to say Patriots 28, Chiefs 17. I think it comes out, well, do you trust Alex Smith in the playoffs? He's a good quarterback, but do you trust him in the playoffs? I don't, trust, I don't trust that offense without Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. And when's the last time the Patriots had a bad loss in the playoffs? Yeah. It's just they don't do that. I mean, they're, too, they're, they're a great team. And so. the Giants are out of the playoffs, so I think they're, they're safe right. if they get to the Super That's Bowl. Right. 
All right, next game. Uh, tomorrow night's game. Obviously, I have a lot invested in this emotionally. Mm-hmm. It is Green Bay at Arizona. Mm-hmm. Arizona's minus seven, Griff. Who do yep. you have? I'm going to go ahead and take the points. Arizona minus seven. Um, Arizona's offense, man, with Carson Palmer, they've been un- unbelievable. Most yards in the NFL, second most points scored for on offense. They're the best team in the NFC, in my opinion. But this is a stat that I really liked. Their third down defense is 30%. They're, that means they're wow. stopping teams seven times out of ten right. when they have third down. And the Packers, as you saw last week, even against the Redskins in a good win, their third down efficiency was awful. The only reason they're able to drive the field is because they would get six, seven yards on first down, have a short second down, and be able to pick it up easily. So I'm still not buying into Aaron Rodgers, how everybody's like, oh, Aaron's back, Aaron's back. You guys won that game because Eddie Lacy and James Starks. Aaron Rodgers missed a bunch of throws. He made some good throws. He's a great game manager. But, man, that passing game is still struggling. You just call Aaron Rodgers a game manager? Game manager, I'm going to crawl over that table and rip your throat out. I mean, he's still elite. He's still still a great quarterback, and he's great with the hard count getting teams off sides. But – He's been struggling, man. They're cold. That yeah. passing game is cold. And I see Arizona just, they just routed them. What was that the last week of the season? 38 No, it was uh, week 16. Yeah. Well, that was a route. And I expect something. It was. Pretty similar, maybe not not as bad, but I'd say yeah. pretty similar. Who yeah, do you got? They lost that game 38 to 8. Um, here's my thing I think Arizona is the best team in the NFL. Honestly, I really do. They do everything Super Bowl teams have to do well. They protect the quarterback, one. They rush the passer, two. They have big play potential on every play because of their weapons, three. Um, and they have an elite quarterback and a really, really good coach. They sacked Green Bay. They sacked Aaron Rodgers eight times last time they played. Their pass rush is really good. They're the fastest team in the NFL. Um, Green Bay, on the other hand, coming off a win against your Washington Redskins, Chris Blake. Uh, Rodgers did get in a rhythm. And he smiled for the first time in about three months, uh, besides twice a week when Olivia Munn puts his football pants on and they, uh, you know, they you do know. weird stuff. That's reported by Adam Schefter. That's not me. Schefter reports that, that, that Olivia Munn puts his pants on. But people want to know why Green Bay, why their offense got going. Like, it's a big mystery. I think it's really simple. Their O-line protected him that's the I think that's the main reason that he got going they finally got some protection for him if well, they protect him he has a chance their O-line played outstanding it but did. they protected him well um but I think they won that game because of their run game listen the Redskins the first three games of the season their run defense was awesome and that was their their what they were saying about the Redskins that this team's gonna stop the run and they're gonna run the ball down your throats then yep. Kirk Cousins started <laughs> passing it well, they stopped running it well, and their defense stopped stopping the run. You know, week three to week 12, they didn't they didn't not allow a 100-yard rusher. And these guys weren't just rushing for 100 yards. Devontae Freeman got like 150 on them. A couple other guys got like 140. They were getting housed. So when Lacey and Stark showed up against them, I knew we were done. Yeah, I think the running game got going in the second half especially. Like the second Definitely. quarter, Rodgers started making th- some throws that opened up the running lanes. Yeah. So you're right. Um, by the way, the Packers' defense is pretty underrated. Tied for seventh in sacks, mm-hmm. tied for sixth in interceptions, sixth in pass yards per game, and 12th in points per game defensively. 
I think their defense is, might be their biggest strength. That being said, yeah. I have Arizona winning 31-20. to 20. <laughs> They're the best team in the league. I, I, it's funny. You know, everyone wants to say that Green Bay's had a, um, a poor year and everything. They're one win away from going to the NFC Championship. You yeah. know, it's been such a disappointment. And I'm included. I was disappointed. They're one win away from from playing for the Super Bowl. So, I mean. But they've been a great team the past five years. So, I mean, it's you know. not that, you know, it's not that surprising. So, uh, let's get into the next game. So, we got Seattle going into Carolina, the 15-1 and Panthers. Yeah, that's right. Marshawn Lynch is back. He's back. So, Carolina is minus two on the books. Minus two. Yeah. Who do you got? This is my game of the week. Not my, uh, it's also my lock of the week, but I think it's going to be the best game. Okay. Um, well, yeah, the most it's exciting it's game. The you got spread. a lot of stars, two great quarterbacks, uh, and it's also my lock. Here's my, here's what I don't understand. Carolina's 15-1. and one. They have the league MVP in Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. They score the most points in the NFL at 31.3 per game. They're undefeated at home, and they're 11-5 and five against the spread. Seattle should have lost to Minnesota last yep. week. They were outplayed for 56 minutes. They were down 9 nothing in the fourth quarter. Um, if Blair Walsh can just make a kick, Minnesota is moving on. They totally outplayed Seattle. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson makes that play on that fumbled snap. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that, that turns crazy, the game around. Yeah. He does that like once or twice a game. And True. that's what makes him really dangerous. Yeah. Uh, this line worries me. Why is Carolina only minus two? That means, and it's in Carolina. Yeah. And home field's supposed to give you three points. Mm-hmm. So that means on a Vegas is telling us that Seattle is one point better on a mutual field. Yeah. What does Vegas know? They and know it, something, and it right. worries me. You're right. That being said, um, I really, really like Carolina. I like their offense. I think they're still overlooked. Mm-hmm. As much as I, you know, hate Klein. Yeah. Who's a big Panthers fan? I think Klein was in that Minnesota Klein's in, game. Klein's in Spain. Klein, Klein is, is in Spain. Spain. Yeah, Klein shout is out in Klein. Spain. Klein, if you're listening to this, buddy, be safe. Yeah, be stay safe. away from. Uh, Klein, Klein bought a book. What was the name of the book? <laughs> Something about taking it in the back door. <laughs> Klein bought a book that said. Um, Exploring, exploring the back door of Europe. Or yeah, something exploring like. Europe through the back door. <laughs> he literally bought that book, which is uh, hilarious. Um, that's not gay. That's not gay. Come on, <laughs> love wins, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like Carolina by two touchdowns, thirty-one seventeen. Wow! And we are heading to the Bonanza after this. Yeah, and dropping dropping a couple racks on Carolina. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, my pick. What about I'm you? I'm probably Griff? not gonna touch this game personally, okay. just because, like you said, Vegas seems like they know something. But I like I'm taking the Panthers minus two. Cam Newton is tied with Hall of Famer Steve Young for the most games with both a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. All right. Cam Newton's 26 years old. The dude's got 10 more years in the league. How many of these games do you think we're going to see out of this guy? Like, he's – nobody has an answer for him right now. He's a freak of nature. He really is. He's he's Superman. I guess that's why he has that celebration. Yeah. You see, by the way, speaking of celebrations, you see the dabs dying out. It, is it? I mean, people are still doing it, but honestly, bro, once once old white people start doing it, yeah. it's dead. Any, the, any type of dance. That's the beginning of the end, yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, like, that one friend in high school that always kills a joke? You know what I mean? Like, something that's funny, and then right. they keep saying it. Yeah, that's probably me, honestly. That's the d- <laughs> I think that might be me. All right, but I like the Panthers. I mean, home field, obviously. And I think Seattle is going to focus a lot on stopping Greg Olson on the inside. I think 
Ted Ginn is going to have some big plays. Ted Ginn, when he catches the ball <laughs> this year, he's got 10 touchdowns this year. Start of the year, he had 11 in his career. Oh, wow. In like a, I think he's seven. This is an eighth year in the league. Yeah, so he's – if he catches a touchdown tomorrow or they play Sunday, yeah. catches a touchdown Sunday, he ties his career. Sunday morning. His career number. Um, I think Luke Keekley is going to spy Russell Wilson on defense, and that dude, he might be the defensive player of the year. He's a beast. But, uh, yeah, I like the Panthers minus two. Yeah, I think it's a safe pick. All right, so what do we got next? So we're going to go into this uh, – this very difficult game for me because there's a lot of points that Vegas has given, um, but it, there's a lot of question marks on this game. So it's the Steelers at the Broncos. Steelers and Broncos. Broncos are minus seven and a half. Who do you like? Honestly, I had a really hard time with this one too. Same. Uh, it you. seems like a big line, but actually I think it makes sense. So Antonio Brown's out as mm-hmm. of today. And D'Angelo Williams. And Antonio Brown's best receiver in the league. D'Angelo Williams was the was the Steelers' best running back. They're mm-hmm. both out. Which is the first time that a team will play a playoff game without the team's season-leading rusher and receiver. Yeah, that can't be so, good. Yeah. <laughs> Ro- Roethlisberger, I'm not sure if you saw this, Griff. Roethlisberger needed a bottle of Vicodin to finish that game against Cincinnati when yeah. he hurt his show. I'm pretty sure he went back, chugged a bottle of Vicodin, like Lamar Odom style, uh, got back in the game, somehow won that game. That was such a crazy game. I stopped watching late because I thought it was over, and then Cincinnati fumbles. I all honestly, that stuff happens. I honestly missed that game, but I was I was working, and we had the game on the radio in the kitchen, and I I got terrible tips that night because at the end of that game, I wasn't serving any tables. I That's was hilarious. literally just in the back. So the line started at minus six, which I liked Denver minus six a lot. Mm-hmm. And then move to minus seven and a half. Yeah, and I once, think it's a touchdown game. I think it's a touchdown game. Um, here's the way to think about gambling if you're just starting to gamble. Not that I win a lot, but this is just the way to think about it. Someone puts a gun to your head and says, "Who's winning? Who's who's winning this game against the spread?" That's how you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And if you put a gun to my head, you know. Steve Avery style for making a murderer. I'm gonna go with Denver minus seven Absolutely. and a half. I, I just feel better about Denver, uh, a healthy Denver, the best defense in the NFL. Peyton Manning, who's been rested, you know, he hasn't had a great. Obviously, he's, I think he's thrown the most picks in the NFL, but he's rested. Uh, Denver's eight six and two this year against the spread. Same record as the Steelers. If you're putting a gun in my head, I'm taking Denver. I think they win twenty three thirteen in a kind of an ugly game for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that note, I would say I'm guessing home teams go 4-0 this week. Wow. After row after, teams going 4-0. Yeah. So some symmetry in the NFL. What do you huh. think, Griff? So I had a really, as you did, I had a really hard time picking this game because I was looking at these stats. So the beginning of the week, 80% of the money was on the Steelers with the points. Really? Because Antonio Brown was questionable. Pac-Man Jones came out and said he was faking it. So okay. everybody's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he's right, Antonio. Because everybody believes Pac-Man Jones because that guy's a wizard. Yeah, did you see his Instagram? <laughs> yeah. He was. We should, uh, should play that clip. We, we should, should play that clip, we should, honestly. We should. Okay. Um, but now 85% of the money's on the Broncos to win the game. Okay. So oh, straight people, up. Straight up. They took a money line. Um, it's only 70% with the points. But so Bron- the Broncos are going to win this game, in my opinion, definitely. But I just I don't know, man. The Steelers are a good team, and it's a playoff game. I'm taking Steelers plus 7.5. Yep. Big Ben is banged up. 
but I don't know. Antonio Brown's out, but Martavis Bryant and Marcus Whedon are not bad backups, man. And, of course, Heath Miller is Big Ben's all-time favorite target. So, I mean, with Big Ben banged up, if he goes, I think they're going to do a lot of short passes, a lot of screens, uh, get Martavis Bryant out in space. And I don't know, man. I, I'm not ready to give the Broncos seven and a half points. They limped into the playoffs. They, I know they're the one seed, but they, with two weeks to go in the season, they could have missed the playoffs, which is crazy to me Damn. that they're the one seed now. Um, I think the Broncos win, but not by much. I'm going to go uh, 28. No, I'm going to say 24 to 21. They win by a field goal. I have a bad feeling about that hook in the in that line, the seven and a half. Yeah. That worries me. Yeah. I think it's a touchdown game. That half point scares me. Mm-hmm. That You're right. That's a lot of points to, to lay if you're Denver. Mm-hmm. Especially with Peyton Manning. I mean, he gave Peyton Manning a week back with the offense. It's This yeah. is his team now. They're playing at home. It, it's not looking good for the Steelers, but... Yeah, they seem to be really banged But up. I feel like that's when the Steelers play their best footballs, when their backs are against the wall, man. I, I don't know. I'm, Plus, think about how physical that game was against Cincinnati. That was yeah. a physical It was. Well, dude, that was, a, that was a street brawl. That was a street... Yeah, yeah. Vontez perfect. I mean... Yeah. He's injured, I think, that three was, Steelers this year I saw. He injured Roethlisberger. That game was Brown. beyond a football game. It was violent. You know, Vontaze Perfect, he put he hurt Le'Veon Bell early in the year. He hurt Brown, and I think he is the one that landed on Roethlisberger's shoulder. Yeah. But that is just a physical game. To come back from that's tough. And New England's going to benefit because they're going to play the winner of that game. Oh, definitely. So, on that note, we should probably say who our favorite is to win the Super Bowl. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Who's your favorite? Well... Since I just showed you my ticket, I put 40 bucks on the Patriots last week to win the Super Bowl. It's 40 to win 200. I don't know, man. I just... Is that plus 400? Yeah, it was like plus 450, something okay. like that. With Brady and Belichick, man, you said their record. You, I, I said how many AFC appearances they've had, title game appearances, Super Bowls. I don't know. I feel like it's a safe bet. It it's really like, is. Yeah, it's like betting on the Spurs. And it's exactly you, you feel good about it. And that. with and with their team fully healthy, Edelman's back, that's huge. Gronk healthy. Huge. Huge. Donald bro. Trump's down. Huge. Huge. China. <laughs> China. <laughs> All right, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Dude, I feel like we agree too much this week. I also have the Patriots. Uh it's yeah. just the safest pick. To win a it Super really Bowl, is. you need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. You need an elite coach. You need a great pass rush, you need a great O-line, and you need one really good offensive weapon. The Patriots don't have a great O-line. I think they're getting all their guys back. Um, But most importantly, they have the easiest path to the Super Bowl of any team. NFC is really good. Like, Mm -hmm. if if the Packers, who might be the worst team left in the NFC, were in the AFC, they'd be the second-best team. The AFC is not very good this year. I agree. Um I think the Chiefs might be the second-best team, honestly, in the AFC. So I say it's a New England-Arizona Super Bowl, mm-hmm. uh, and I feel pretty good about that. And by the way, you said New England's plus 450. I feel like maybe we should explain to that to people what that means if you're not an avid gambler. Well, plus 450 means if you bet $100, you win 450 Right. It's sa- it's saying you have four and a half to one odds. Mm-hmm. And if you're minus, say you're minus 450, that means you have to bet $450 to win 100 Yep. So, so that's a you heavy know, favorite. Right. Every Warriors game, they're like minus 300 or something. Money line, yeah. Yeah. To win a game. Bet 300 to win 100. So, yeah. But we're winning money this week, man. Oh, my God. 
I know. I feel good. I honestly, that Carolina one, I feel really yeah. good about, and they'll probably end up losing. I feel good about. Um, I think I'm gonna do Patriots Cardinals as my two. Forty bucks. Yeah. Win hundred. All right, Jack. Let's jump into our favorite game. Where did that guy go to college? Where he go to college? Where you are currently? What What's your record? I am th- uh, three and one, right? Three and one. Three and one. After four questions, you are I two, think and, I'm two and two. You're I two and two. You're two and one each day. Yeah. How this game works is we just ask. We we're gonna do a NFL special this week where we're only asking about NFL players that are still in the playoffs, and we ask. I will ask Chris, you know, where did this guy go to college? And uh, it's a game we like to play uh, just for fun all the time. All of our friends like to play it because we're all kind of nerds. So I'm going to go first. All right. So he was an All-American, a Heisman runner-up, played in college for just two years because he petitioned the NFL to allow him to enter the draft after his sophomore year of college. The third overall pick. He is Larry Fitzgerald. Where did he go to college? Larry Fitz. Larry Fitzgerald. I believe it was 2004 he was drafted as the third Hold overall on, pick. I know, I know this, I know this, I know this. I know the this, first this. overall pick that year was Eli Manning, and that pick was traded to the Giants. Mm-hmm. The second overall pick, I forgot his name. It was an offensive lineman hmm. who was not very good. Larry Fitzgerald. The West Coast? He was on the cover, uh, East Coast. He was on the cover of NCAA football. What conference? The Big East. Not a traditional football power. Pitt? Pitt. Pittsburgh. Ooh, I got one. Yeah, I had to help you a little bit, but I'll, uh, I'll, I'll allow it. Pittsburgh. <laughs> That's right. Counts, Larry Fitzgerald. We're going right. to shut him down this week, though. <laughs> you wish. All right. So my turn. He's returning from injury this week to help the Patriots go to a Super Bowl. He's Julian Edelman. Oh, shit. <laughs> Played quarterback at this White school. boys? Played oh, quarterback. Oh, my God. And Small a- school, right? Don't ask me the conference. Is he I lefty? Uh, no, I think he's righty. Julian Edelman? He threw a touchdown last year in the playoffs. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, Griff. Kentucky? No. No. Julian Edelman. That was a decent guess, though. Toledo? No. Akron? No. Uh, he's a former quarterback. He's a white boy. Like, I knew this college, but I honestly don't know where the college is, like, in the U.S. What part of the United States? Yeah. Here, I'm going to look it up right now. Keep thinking. Julian Edelman. Good player. Oh, it's in, oh, duh. Where is it? It's in Ohio. It's in Ohio? It's in Ohio. It's not Akron? Hey, Steve Harvey went to this college. <laughs> Proud alum. <laughs> Steve Harvey's, I yeah, he's a bigger right, celebrity. This than... one, this is going to help you a lot. Okay. Ohio. Another man. alum, Antonio Gates. Oh, uh, Antonio Gates played basketball for this team. They went to the Elite Eight. Yep. Um, it's on the tip of your tongue. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, I just had it. Yeah, you're gonna have to edit this because I'm gonna get this. I'm not. I'm not conceding. I'm not editing any of it. Oh, We're keeping it all. Uh, Antonio Gates. Nick Saban went there. Wow. It's not Toledo. No. Nope. No, it's uh. 
I don't know. Just gotta you gotta say it. Kent State. Oh my God! Yeah, I would have. I knew that, but I it, I probably would have never guessed. No, I feel you. Damn it's it! A, it's a tough one. I had to get Kent you back State. for for your good ass record. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Give me your next one. I'm going for two. two I should have known that. I should have known that. Damn it! All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. He was the 19th overall pick in 2009. A two-time All-American. He is injured this week and is going to have a limited role for the Chiefs. He is Jeremy Macklin. Where did he go to college? You know what's really funny? Is I was going to ask you this. So you looked it up? No, I didn't look it up. Okay. But I didn't because he's hurt, and I thought that would be unfair. Okay. <laughs> but Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. 19th overall pick in 2009. Two-time All-American. As a freshman, he was an All-American. Really? Really good player. Probably is under underperformed in the NFL considering how highly he was drafted. So SEC. Was oh, okay, I was going to say West Virginia. SEC, huh? Not a lot of NFL products out of this school. There was a high-profile product out of this school recently, but not because he was good at football, but for another reason. Florida. No. I guess they have a lot of players in the NFL anyway. A guy that came out of the closet recently went to this school. He was the first NFL player to announce he was gay. Oh. I don't know what college you went. Hold on. There was a lot of racial tension on this college recently. Oh, Mizzou? Yeah, Missouri. Actually, you know what? I did know that about Jeremy Macklin. Did you? Not, I mean, obviously not off the top of my Subconsciously, head. Subconsciously, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. All right. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll take so an L. one and one? I'll take an L on that one. So what's our record now? You are three and three, and I am three and three. Is that right? No, no I'm four and two. Good. I'm four and two. You're three and three. Okay. Yeah, because I was three and one. All right. So this one... It's kind of a tough one, but not really. Oh wait, did I only go once so far? Oh nice. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool. So you're yeah, I'm I'm uh, three and two right now. Three and okay. two. This is to hold the lead. This is to hold the lead. All right, here we go. NFL leader in touchdowns this year for the Seattle Seahawks, Doug Baldwin. Oh, I know this. Uh, Stanford. Bad Let's boy. go, baby. Jack I actually Keith recently League. looked that up. Yeah. Did you? Dougie Baldwin. I, right. I heard it I heard it when I was watching the game. I was like, oh shit, he played with luck, huh? Something interesting about Doug Baldwin. This is how I know he went to Stanford. I was looking up Vontez Perfect on Wikipedia. Vontez Perfect went to Arizona State. Arizona mm-hmm. State and Stanford in the Pac twelve. Uh he this is funny. Uh Arizona State's winning the game and they're on defense, they're holding Stanford on the last drive. Vontez Perfect has an illegal hit at the end of the game, gets a fifteen yard penalty. On a Doug Baldwin catch, Stanford kicks the field goal and wins. Sounds pretty familiar. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, that concludes our Where Did That Guy Go to College? Jack keeps the lead. Yes, sir. Congrats, sir. I'll get you. I'll get you. All right, so that concludes our episode three of Fun with Dick and Jack. You can follow us on Twitter at Fun with D and J, or you can follow us individually. I am at the Chris underscore Blake, and my friend Jack is at Jack Rieger. 
I-E. R-I-E. I before you accepted for C. That's what I always tell people. You know, I always spell your name R-E-I. Everyone does. It's weird. I think man. I met a girl at the bar last night that was like, what? How do you spell that? I was like, R-I-E, you stupid. You stupid hand. But uh, uh, what? Did someone have Chris Blake originally? Was that Twitter handle taken? Oh, you yeah. Had to take the there Chris was a Blake? million Chris Blakes. I had to take Was it really? The. Yeah. Okay. Fair I enough. was in high school and I made it. I was the shit. You know what Were I mean? Were you? <laughs> <laughs> it was a rapper. Maybe, I was. I, we'll play one of my Maybe next week you time. can drop uh, a little freestyle. Yeah, we could do like the I, Breakfast Club. You could be Charlemagne. Or I could be Charlemagne. You could be the guest or whatever. Sounds good. We'll do it. All right, guys. Uh, have a safe one out there. And rest in peace, David Bowie. And uh, who else? Alan Rickman. Oh, played Snape. Professor Snape. Um, Lost a couple good ones. Lemmy. Yeah, I love Snape. He, there's like a great YouTube montage of Snape on there. Really? And also uh, David Bowie. That's life, man. Yes, All sir. right, guys. We'll uh, catch you later. Different today.